Now, hello, everybody. This is B on Dot Paul Podcast. Stuff about stuff. All right. Well, you've heard me talk to AI. I did three of those. Um, and I think you're aware I do use AI for my show notes. So anything I say uh, is probably AI's fault. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm sticking by that uh, story. Okay, so, you know, I've been playing around with LLMs, you know, large language modeling, um, which is a type of artificial intelligence. Um, the latest one is Lambda. I think it's Lambda 2. And you can download code for it, and you can compile it on your Raspberry Pi. And I don't know if I've mentioned this, but I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a pie lover. I'm loving some Raspberry Pi. I have a little rack uh, over here uh, that's got uh, four Raspberry Pis. Uh, I have a a two, a three, and four uh, in the rack, uh, and it's all cooled by a fan. Um, and it's it's uh, awesome. So I run my Raspberry Pi Lambda 2 on that, and I've been training it with stupid questions like, what's the best podcast in the world? You know, and um, of course, it's Dot Paul Podcast, stuff about stuff. Um, and then stupid cat things and stupid dog things and stupid people things. Uh, so much stupid stuff, I filled up one of my... Um, my uh, hard, I call it a hard drive. It's a, a solid state drive. It's a five gig drive that got over a micro center. If there's not a micro center in your area, you should be shopping them on the web. Uh, don't give Best Buy another dime. Uh, shop the micro center. If there's one in the city or city near you, go to micro center. Um, I like micro center a lot. I'm not affiliated with them. They're not a sponsor, anything, but you know what? I'm liking some micro center. So back to Lambda. Uh, so I got the Lambda and I filled up uh, that hard drive and I have another one that I've configured. I've mounted into the um, Raspberry Pi, which is Linux. And uh, it's kind of cool. So uh, let's talk about LLMs, um, uh, large language modeling. Uh, like I said, is a type of artificial intelligence Language models uh, such as ChatGP3 and ChatGP4, uh, you know, generative uh, pre-trained transformers. Um, I get, I guess uh, they're pre-trained. Um, I know they're parroting back what is ever in their database. They aren't alive. There's nothing new. Uh, happening there. Um, there's no life form coming to steal you away in the middle of the night. Uh, that's AI. Uh, these models are trained on vast amounts of text data and capable of understanding and generating human-like re- responses in text. Human-like. So when you ask this thing, hey, what color is the sky? You know, it will say it's blue. You know, it's like, why is the sky blue? It will give you the definition, the science definition of why. It looks like it's alive. It isn't. It 
has learned that, and it's really, really fast. I think that's why people think it's alive. Um, I have been using it for coding and writing scripts. It really is helpful. Like GitHub, I have a GitHub account for familiar of GitHub or scripting or coding, um, uh, where code repositories live. Uh, well, GitHub has an AI uh, plugin, and I can go, hey, help me write a um, a script to get all um, uh, Mel-enabled objects in an environment, and it will help me do that. Now, I have to know the environment. I have to know um, the key that I have to put in, all of that, but it gives me the guts. And I've written those, and I have downloaded those off the Internet over over time that I use in my work and what it writes is almost identical to what I have because guess where it's getting that stuff from. So, um, but some things like uh, iOS, I go, Hey, I want, I've been writing a panel. It's a security panel to interface with ring devices. Good. That's what I use. There's another one. Um, uh, I can plug in the, um, uh, the algorithm, for um, uh, simply simplify, I think that's the name of it. A lot of people use that as well. And um, so anyway, um, and it it finds things I, I don't consider, you know, um, and that's kind of cool. It helps you shortcut troubleshooting. Okay, um, that's my personal experience with using these products. You know, this is 2024. I got into this, uh, 2023. Um, and like everybody else, I was like, what? Um, but it's not what everybody thinks it is. You know, this isn't the matrix. Um, I think, I think I've said this before. If, uh, uh, Lon Musker, um, and that Neuralink thing that apparently he has put in a human now, they can get AI hooked up to that. They could possibly help people speak or help people understand, help people write. Um, so that's more cyborgy than AI. Um, anyway, uh, chat GP3, um, developed by open AI, which Lon Musker, and you know, when I say Lon Musker, I'm making fun, fun of, uh, Elon Musk. Uh, that's just my, that's just what I call him, Lon Musker. Um, love him or hate him. A lot of people hate him. A lot of people love him. So love him or hate him. Uh, he, uh, he started open AI. Uh, you know, GP3, uh, was actually acquired by Microsoft. So that would tell you something right there. Um, is one of the largest language models with 175 billion parameters. Um, I did that search probably five days ago. It's probably 190 billion, uh, parameters now. It is known for its impressive natural language understanding and, uh, generation capabilities. Now, GP3 is two years behind. GP4 is real time. That's why GP4 costs, I think it's $19 a month. Um, but you're getting real time. Um, I'm fine with two years back because there's some difference in the world two years ago and now, but for my purposes, not, I don't need, you know, up to the minute and I don't have $20 a month to spend on a hobby like that. Um, 
uh, BERT uh, bidirectional uh, encoder um, developed by Google. Google. Uh, BERT is designed to understand the context of words in a sentence by uh, considering both the left and right context. It has been influential in various natural uh, language uh, processing tasks. T5, text-to-text, um, developed by Google. T5 is versatile. Um, excuse me, versatile. I had to drink some water. That didn't last long. Is a versatile language model um, that frames all uh, tasks uh, as converting input text to output text, making it a unified model for different tasks. I think uh, the T5 was the first thing people started seeing. You'll get on a website and it starts asking you questions. I think that's T5. Um, uh, XLNet is a model that combines ideas and auto-regressive models like GPT and auto-encoding models like BERT. It aims to capture bidirectional content while maintaining the advantage of uh, auto-models. Um, auto um, I guess it's trying to look like it's having a conversation with you. Um, some of these things can talk now, and we'll talk about that later. Um, Robert, large R, small O, large B-E-R-T and small A, uh, robustly optimized BERT approach. <laughs> okay, I kind of like that. Um, an extension of BERT, uh, Roberto modifies key uh, hyperparagraphs and removes the next sentence prediction objective to achieve better performance uh, on various tasks. Uh, Albert, a little BERT, Man, Bert, just like all kind of all over the place. Albert is designed to reduce the number of parameters in Bert while maintaining and even improving in performance. It introduces cross-parameter sharing and scale factor uh, for parameter uh, reduction. Now, I've tried all those in Lambda and uh, a couple of others that aren't listed here. I didn't want to go through the list of 35 different ones. Those are the top six, and then Lambda would be seven. Um, please note that the field of natural uh, language processing and large language model modeling is dynamic. Uh, what that means to you, human, is uh, better keep up. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, because what you think this month, oh, well, we changed that. That's different, bro. That's little butt. No, that's Big Bird. Oh, that's Million Bird. That's Alien Bird. Oh, that's Roberto, uh, but this time with an X. Um, and advancements, um, like I said, um, this thing is uh, just a GPT-3 that I use for a, a lot of my show notes. Uh, you know, it was updated uh, in 2022. Uh, and it's almost ready to be, since it's 2024 now, it's probably going to be updated in the summertime. Uh, that's what I've noticed. Um, so you have to check the latest literature. You can go out the literature and there are forums, a lot smarter people than me. And there's some data scientists out there talking about these things. And some of the things they are saying that they're trying to do are quite impressive. Um, so, you know, the, uh, the LLM, 
um, a large language model. Um, it's not a standard term in the context of AI or language processing. However, uh, it's referring to a specific feature or setting in a particular software application. Um, and okay, yeah, I get that. And and then it asked me, hey, I need some more information. Okay, I I get that too. Nothing wrong with that. Um uh AI bra. Um so um you know uh the GP GPU server uh is a server that is equipped with one or more graphics processing units, GPUs. GPUs are traditionally used for rendering graphics in video games and graphics intensive applications. However, wait for it, they are increasingly being employed in server environments, especially for tasks that involve parallel processing and require a high degree of computual power. Um, conceptual power, excuse me. Um, so what that means is a lot of brain power is needed by the GPT servers, uh, GPU servers. Now there are, uh, documents out there now how to build these things. Uh, I was recently in a call with the Microsoft and they were telling us all about, you know, Copilot, which is their AI and all of that and how they spent I think it's a hundred ninety or two hundred billion dollars updating their data centers uh, for this GPU core um, server architecture. So pulling out the old architecture to put this new, you know, this is hardware. This is big money. Whoever selling these GP uh, GPUs is making bank, um, you know, and that's Nvidia. Look at their stock. Cray Cray. They're like one of the top five um, companies in the world now because of this. Um, I had a machine, a server once, and it was um, it was a game box that I built, a game server that I built, and it had a, a GPU in it. I, I didn't pull it out and look at it. Uh, it's an NVIDIA chipset. It's 10 years old now, but... Um, one of the um back to raspberry hat for a minute if you will raspberry pi is a you know is a motherboard is a uh, is a computing platform running on linux and um you can get hats and a hat is an add on much like a card you would put in a server like a video card or a gpu they do have hats that are gpus i saw a couple of those and i may um I may get a hat and uh, slam a GPU on there. Um, man, they were expensive. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll plug that into my my uh, my Raspberry Pi 4 here. I was like, wait a minute. Why is that thing 150 bucks? Hey, everybody. This is B. With Dot Paul podcast, stuff about stuff. We'll get right back to the episode. I just wanted to remind everyone you can find me on X, on Facebook, and we are hosted on uh, buzzsprout.com. Uh, I try to post every Thursday at 6 a.m. Central Time. 
uh, and then however you listen to podcasts, uh, Spotify has turned into a real um, touchstone for uh, Paul podcast. Um, Apple is big. There's a bunch of them out there. Uh, so however you listen to your content, um, you know, you can find us there. And I say go for it. You know, uh, Deezer uh, has turned out to be big. Uh, Amazon Music, um, Player FM. I have an RSS feed. Uh, the Index, uh, dot, uh, Podcast uh, Index, uh, is sending a lot of traffic my way. Anyone, Anyway, I just wanted to say, hey, thank you. And um, join us every Thursday, sometimes on Tuesdays. You never know. I may go, hey, and surprise you on Tuesday. <laughs> um, so I just want to say, find us on X. If you want to comment on the show or make a suggestion, send me a direct message. Um, X seems to be a good place for that. And uh, that person that wants to marry me, I'm pretty sure that's not going to happen. But if you want a friend, I'm your guy. Um, so just wanted to throw that out there. And now we go back to our normally scheduled episode. And thank you again for listening uh, to Dot Paul Podcast. You know, but it will like quadruple um, the clock speed of your calculations instead of me typing you know, what is an orange cat hitting enter and waiting five seconds to orange cat is nah, 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 all that. It will immediately process that. So that would be cool. I'm the only one that's going to see it. So I guess I can impress myself with the GPU for the Raspberry Pi. Um, if I ever get that thing working where I show it to people, I may make it available, uh, you know, for invitation only, because if you're going to, if I'm going to serve it up, then, you know, it's like one person at a time can ask this thing questions, you know, because this is a Raspberry Pi. This is not a supercomputer in a Microsoft data center. But I just thought it was interesting that Microsoft has spent all that money on Copilot and they're pushing it pretty hard in corporate. I'm a Windows insider and I have, I've been running Windows 11 now for, Man, about a year and a half. Um, it was rough at first, and now it's really gotten stable. Um, but yeah, Copilot is part of the build now, um, and uh, it's just sitting there. And if you know, you can click on it, and you go, "Hey," and they go, "Hey," and it knows your machine. And go, "Hey, why is my, you know, my left monitor brighter than my?" my you know right monitor and then you go oh have you tried this and so okay and sometimes it's right um so uh you know um it's crazy uh what these gpus have done um you know acceleration of workloads gpu uh, servers are commonly used in accelerated specific workloads uh deep learning ai Tasks um, like training and running neural networks benefit significantly from parallel processing capabilities of GPUs. NVIDIA <laughs> um, and AMD uh, RRAM, NVIDIA CUDA, Compute United Device Architecture, 
um, which I know nothing about, and the AMD Radeon Open Compute, Rockham, R-O-C, small m, are programming platforms that enable developers to harness the power of GPUs for general purpose computing. So I guess the all the A, uh, APIs are written in that. The platform provides, hey, look at that, APIs and libraries for developing applications that can leverage GPU acceleration. Data centers and cloud computing, cloud computing. GPU servers are prevalent in data centers and cloud computing environments. Cloud service providers offer GPU instances that users can rent. I know AWS has a lot of that up in their, um, uh, was that E2, E2 environment uh, for virtual machines. Um, you can just get regular machines or you can get um, these E2 machines. I think they call out. Uh, GPU and they that's a pretty penny but I like it that you can rent the time there so you develop something you can have it running on AWS and only when it's being used or you can get charged by AWS and that's Amazon Web Services uh, for people who would like to know um, which is different from the warehouses where they sell electric toilet seats completely different um High-performance computing, HPC, GPU servers are commonly used in high-performance computing clusters and massive uh, that need a massive form of computational power um, for scientific research, simulations, and other uh, intense tasks. I'm pretty sure NASA probably rents GPU time from AWS. You know, if you ever uh, see a football game, NFL started using AWS stats. Where do you think all that stuff is coming from? There's no one sitting there figuring that out. These things are on uh, overdrive, ingesting all that data during a um, during a game, and then you know. Uh, Tony Romo or Vin Scully or whoever's calling the game um, can, can go, oh, yeah, well, let's look at that. And you can say how fast the ball was thrown, how high it was thrown in real time, you know, and uh, it's like, cool, cool, cool. Um, okay. Um, but that's where that stuff is coming from. Uh, rendering and visualizations, in addition to their use in uh, compute intense tasks, GPUs are still used for their original purpose of graphics rendering. GPU servers are employed in applications like video rendering, computer-aided design, CAD, and scientific visualization. I think those things you see on the Weather Channel, hey, we think it's going to be a tornado and civic. Seven days. Those are coming from. They used to come from you, from the Big Iron. Excuse me, um, uh, Linux and not Linux Unix servers. And then I know they were multitasking Linux boxes to do that for a while and um, VMware. And uh, now they're coming from uh, these GU boxes that you rent time from either. And Microsoft does the same thing. Uh, they've taken up the AWS model. Um, I have a test tenant um in um in m365 uh and o365 i have a mailbox up there in my own test tenant and i 
spin servers are virtual servers and I test things. And when I use them, they charge me when they're just sitting a, you know, um, uh, idle, I don't get charged. Um, and, uh, it, it's kind of cool. So I, I get that, you know, uh, so you need to define your requirements. Of course, your purpose clearly defined the purpose of your GPU server, such as machine learning, scientific computing, or graphics, the budget, uh, you better have some money. Determine uh, <laughs> your budget to guide your uh, compute choices. Uh, and then your selection. Choose your GPUs on your workload. Uh, NVIDIA GPUs are popular for deep learning tasks. AMD GPUs may be suitable for other types of parallel computing. Um, and then they go all through, and I won't bore everybody, motherboard, CPUs, you know, uh, storage, power supplies, cooling systems, um, case, I guess they mean a rack there. And then the software, you know, um, I'll stop there, you know, um, choose a Linux distribution, <laughs> you know, uh, whatever you like, whatever your flavor is, um, you know, um, it's going to be interesting to see this. Um, I'm going to run down to micro center next week and uh, see about, uh, this, uh, GPU, cause it is a NVIDIA GPU hat, uh, for the, um, uh, for the Raspberry Pi. It's going to be interesting to see that. Um, but yeah, you can use really Linux, any Linux, cause, you know, it, you can go out to the repository and install it. It will run on a Linux kernel. Um, you need the appropriate drivers for your GPU. Um, you know, NVIDIA, AMD, you know, AMD or the um, uh, Rock-M. Um, and then you need the toolkits for that. Install this seat, you know, the CUDA toolkit or the AMD toolkit. Um, and then you're going to need all the frameworks that you need, you know, TensorFrame, PyTorch, GPU, you know, and, and it when you go to install this, the very first package, the... Um, the GPU package is going to go, do you want to install these dependencies? Those are the frameworks. Click yes, because if not, you're going to have to go back. Oh, why is my stuff not working? Because you didn't click yes, homebrew. Um, and then, uh, of course, your RAM and your GPU, blah, 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 cooling, blah, 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 and then cable management, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, um, if I was you, I would just rent the time on AWS. I, I can't speak to Microsoft's GPUs, but um, I would just rent the time on AWS. Um, I spent some time working um, for AWS, Whole Food Markets, and got to know a couple of those guys. And not a fan of their corporate model or really any corporate model in 2024. However, I did like their hardware. I did like their technology and I did like their engineers. Um, so I would just choose, um, AWS. Um, apparently there are BIOSes that work and don't work. Make sure your BIOS will support the GPU. This is something I had to delve into with my, my Raspberry 4. So my Raspberry 3 and Raspberry 4 will support that. The 2 and the 1, guess what? Not so much. Um, install a chosen, you know, operating system. 
uh, drivers, blah, 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 software frameworks, blah, blah, blah. We talked about all that. Um, and then you have to optimize your system, whatever you're doing. Now, if you're like me and you're just messing around with Lambda, you know, you don't have to do any of that. You get a, you know, a Raspberry 3 or Raspberry 4. Um, the 4s have really come down in price, but it's the latest, greatest, and HDMI, Bluetooth, yada, yada. It's, you know, it's a freaking motherboard, but it's this, it's, they, it's surprising how small they are. The first one I got, oh man, it's been about seven years now, um, when I was just bored and I just didn't have anything to do. And I was just living alone. Um, I started getting into this Raspberry Pi hacking, uh, hardware hacking and building things and doing stuff. And some I shared with friends and some I was like, oh, that's stupid. Don't share that. Uh, anyway, um, I, I would get a four, you know, I would get one of those little racks because the rack does have a big old fan on them. These things are air cooled. Um, but, uh, the rack has a, uh, it's, you know, it's plastic. Um, and these things snap in there and it's got this big old fan on it and it will keep your Raspberry Pi cool. And, uh, uh, they do run better when they're cool. <laughs> like, like just about everything. Uh, like B. When B is cool, he runs better. Um, let's see what, uh, oh, yeah, well, of course you have to text, test your work, workloads, optimize. It's great to have monitoring tools. Um, one thing I like about the Pi, um, Linux is it does have monitoring tools. Now it's not going to talk to your phone, but you can drop in and go, yeah, CPU looks good, yeah. Because when the um, the Lamba's running and I'm asking it questions, I have that off to a side in another small window. I like, what is an orange cat hit enter in the CPU? Well, guess what? It typically goes to 100. <laughs> and then when it's outputting, that's about 60. And then when it's waiting for the next request, it you know goes down to 20% or whatever it's you know percolating at normally. And then you have to do the uh, the maintenance, you know, update system checks. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to talk about AI and LLMs today. Uh, if anything, you'll have a lot of fun and you'll learn. Um, now, this isn't like learning Spanish or learning French. You aren't going to learn another language because AI is English. Uh, I have seen some AI models that will. Um, uh, so I can type in what is an orange cat um, into, and it will tell me in Spanish what an orange cat is. Uh, C, um, or or French, we, oui, uh, or whatever. Um, I think there was a Mandarin one. It would pump out some Mandarin, and I was like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> but you know, I I think it's I think it's. Um, important to talk about these things and to maybe calm some fears hopefully you'll listen to this and go yeah ai is kind of cool um but we have to keep our eye on technology some tech well all technology let me retract that all things made by man can either be good or bad things that start out good can be uh, perverted into bad or evil um, AI is no different. Um, <clears throat> I'm pretty sure there's AI porn now. Um, there, people have been talking about it. 
There was something that happened right before the Super Bowl for a particular singer who was in the news, and apparently that was those weren't her titties. Oh, I said titties. Oh, sorry, everybody. I apologize. Um, that was AI. Those are AI titties. Oh, I said it again. Oh no. Um, <laughs> sorry, everybody. I assume we're all adults here. Um, you know, um, that's all AI. And my coworker asked me, Hey, did you see this? And he showed me on his phone. I go, wait a minute. Wait, she did what? She's a, wait, I don't like her music. I didn't know she was a, I don't know if she was a hoe. Like, Dude, that's AI, bro. I go, oh, uh, okay. Um, and then these other things, and then you can, um, what was that? It wasn't a slash dot uh, link. It was a link in even deeper into the darkness of the web. Whatever. I forget. Um, and there's Abraham Lincoln, you know, and he's speaking Mandarin. And then there's, um, you know, uh, Helen Keller, and uh, she's not blind. It's all this weird stuff. It's like, okay, why are we, wait, okay. Um, now, I did see um, that Google, uh, their system is barred, has said they are going to start flagging all content that was a, that is AI generated. Now, there must be telltale markers in this output somewhere. I output into Notepad, which is a a text editor in Windows. You're probably familiar with it. So it's not like I'm driving diving this stuff into Word because Word will add paragraphs and numbers and who needs that, right? So I just need the text in Notepad. Um, I see no markers. Um, the way this thing answers me, sometimes it will say things like, um, I'll give you an example here. Um, here's one. It seems there might be a slight confusion to your question. I'll address both possibilities, and then they'll say the first possibility, the second possibility. Okay. And then there's, then I will type in, you know, hey, what a, you know, I'll give it some more context and it will then give me exactly what I want or what I'm looking for in that particular uh, time. So I don't know how um, they're going to know that. The only reason, way they would know Bard, their product, is if they have access to the database of the questions being asked. And if I go, hey, what's an orange cat? And then I post that um onto Google, onto a website, all things Orange Cat, and I type that up, or I, I have it generate a poem, O to Orange Cats. Uh, <laughs> um, and then I post that up as an original, it's going to flag it. Nah, AI wrote this. Bard wrote that. You're a liar. Okay. You know, I have posted things up uh, that AI has written, and I always start it like this. AI wrote a poem about. That's what I always put. And then at the very end, I sign it, chat GPT-3. Cool. Um, but yeah, I guess Google knows. Uh, OpenAI definitely knows. Um, and then I saw another thing last week where um, a group of scientists say that um, they're going to keep AI from doing evil things. Okay, bruh. 
Uh, who's going to keep y'all from doing evil things? <laughs> um, just Brad, uh, be just talking shit. Um, cause that's what I do. Um, but you know, you have to consider, uh, what is going on? Um, okay. So I, um, I had some people, uh, address, uh, some, podcast back some episodes and thank you for your input and your suggestions and i will ponder those um easy enough done and uh topics that you want me to uh talk about i'm lining up it's hard to find people when you have a full-time job and um you know i I don't know any scientists. <laughs> you know, if I knew a computer scientist, I probably would have interviewed them and probably got different answers. But uh, I appreciate you um you uh hanging with me uh dot dot paul podcast. Stuff about stuff. I hope you learned something. I hope you got something from it. Hope you had a good time. Um so I'll see you next time. And remember Accelerate with confidence.